Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit, you'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrans for Black and White Sports. Well... In the further continuing tradition of 
trans athletes ruining women's sports, we have yet another example of it. Look, we saw it a couple of months ago with Alana McLaughlin in the MMA jumping in a former, uh, what was it, Army Ranger that decided that he was going to call himself a female and go out and beat the hell out of women. Well, then we had Laurel Hubbard going out in weightlifting and dominating women. I mean, breaking records that an actual woman would have most likely never have broken. But these people convert, or whatever they do, transition over. They've got a certain window in order to get their testosterone levels down. And then it's like, we're supposed to just be fine with them going out and dominating women's sports. Well, we've got another example. In, in the NCAA, again, of this happening. And it's repulsive. And I don't know why we have to act like we like it or that we're okay with it. At the end of the day, we're talking about men beating women in their own sports. I mean, the competitive imbalance there is just sickening. Penn swimmer, outkick, Penn swimmer who competed as a male for three seasons, now dominating women's swimming. A University of Pennsylvania women's swimmer, in quotes, named Leah Tom- Thomas, who used to go by Will, God, Jesus, as a member of the men's swimming team, is smashing records and has many wondering if Olympic superstar Katie Ledecky will soon be losing races to a transgender competitor. At a November 20th tri-meet with Cornell and Princeton, Leah Thomas, a.k.a. Will, blasted the number one 200 free time and the second fastest 500 free time in the nation. Breaking pin program records in both events, she swept the 100, the 200, and the 500 free individual events and contributed to the first place 400 free relay. My God. (coughs) Will Thomas, a native of Austin, Texas, competed for the pin men's swimming team for three seasons before taking off the pandemic year during 2018-19 Will was second team all Ivy League in the 500 freestyle 1000 free and 1650 free in 2019-20 Thomas competed in four of Penn's eight regular season events According to the Penn Swimming Archives, Will Thomas has competed for the men's team on November 16, 2019. That is that is Leah Thomas, a.k.a. Will, right there. Quote, being trans has not affected my ability to do this sport, and being able to continue is very rewarding, Thomas told the campus student newspaper in June. I'm sure it hasn't affected you one bit. You, you're going out and you're dominating females. Congratulations. Based on the times Thomas has put up so far this fall, Leah's definitely not lying. Swim, swam reports the Thomas 200 freestyle time 
of 143.47 would have won her a silver medal at the 2021 NC2A Women's Championships. Her 435.06 in the 500 freestyle would have been good for bronze in the 2021 championships. It's It should be important to note here that if that person, Will, would have competed in those, he, she, would have taken those spots and those titles from actual women. So how are biological women supposed to beat Thomas? Is this a fair is this fair based on NC2A rules? The NCAA has said based on its policy that biological women just need to suck it up and deal with it. A trans female treated with testosterone suppression medication may continue to compete on a men's team but may not compete on a women's team without changing to a mixed team status until completing the one year of testosterone suppression treatment. Never mind all of those years of bone density and cartilage development and all these other things that causes a, a man to dominate a female. Okay. A trans male who received a medical exemption for treatment with testosterone is no longer eligible to compete on a women's team without changing that status to a mixed team. One year of testosterone suppression treatment and you can get right out of there, right out there with the women and kick their asses. So after you've went through the one year of testosterone suppression, you can walk right out there, compete against females and start whipping their ass everywhere. Is it fair? We'll need to hear from the biological women who are losing pool time and races to Will slash Leah Thomas if they're even allowed to give an honest answer. And let's be honest. Uh, that's Joe Kenzie, by the way. Um, if they speak up, we know what's going to happen. Woke Twitter, woke social media, the woke media mob are all going to destroy any woman that comes out and speaks out against this unfair physical advantage before too long we're not going to have any actual women's sporting events left because they're all going to have freaking men uh competing in them this is a complete and total unfair advantage i don't care what anybody says and as you see this crap sift over into things like mma Women are going to start getting physically hurt is what's going to happen. And that's why we made so many videos about Alana McLaughlin. Because that dude is going to beat the hell out of some woman and hurt them very badly. I, I Personally speaking, as a male, I do not know how these males can bring themselves to get out there to physically dominate a woman and feel like they're doing something and being some kind of true sporting champion. You're cheating. Let's be real. You're cheating. You couldn't cut it on the men's side. So you went over to dominate women. Plain and simple. I find this egregious. I find this disgusting. I don't care what anybody says. It's unfair. And in some certain sports, it's going to get people hurt. Period. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Man, sports are going to hell. Let's just be real. Peace. I'm out.
Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Oh, it's been such a long, long time. Uh, but we brought back an old friend down in the bottom corner of the screen. Crying-ass LeBron James is back. That's right. Why is he back? Because the NBA ratings are up. You might be like, wait, Rhodes, y'all are doing an NBA ratings is up video? Well, they're up, but we got to point something out. And uh, not only are they up, but they are up. And the big key takeaway from them being up is... LeBron's been out the great majority of this year, and the NBA ratings are way up without LeBron James. It's clear. People absolutely do not want to watch LaChina James. He is, a, he is more of a detriment to the league than I think any player in the history of sports. Uh, so we're going to get to that story, and we're going to do a little comparison because while the NBA thinks it's brave, stunning, and courageous by their ratings being up, I'm going to show you how embarrassing that really is because college football is stomping a mud hole in the NBA's ass and then walking it dry. Uh, so let's get to that very quickly. I'm wearing our The Media is the Real Virus t-shirt. Still, still the undisputed Heavyweight, number one champ, ever, undefeated, not even the Punisher shirt, not even the LaChina James shirt. This is still the number one best-selling shirt we've got in our inventory. You can use promo code HOLIDAY right now for 20% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. Let's get to this story uh, because the NBA is trying to... uh, sort of celebrate itself right now, okay? And uh, we're going to point out their highest-rated game in a couple of years that they've had. The NBA's TV ratings are up 29% compared to 2021. The NBA is averaging 1.55 million viewers on games televised by TNT and ESPN this season, which is up 29% against 2021. And up 8% against 1920. The NBA and TNT agreed to move their typical Thursday doubleheader to Tuesdays this year in order to avoid competing with the NBA's uh, NFL's Thursday night football. Now, let's get to this story uh, because they've got a big game and it did not, their highest rated game did not involve. LeBron James. Remember the finals last year, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs? The ratings actually went up when LeBron got eliminated. It's pretty clear. People like Steph Curry. The Golden State Warriors' victory over the Philadelphia 76ers on on Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 24th, was averaged 2.1 million viewers, making it the most-watched NBA game on ESPN this season, according to Nielsen. The telecast peaked at 2.231 million viewers. And ESPN's NBA game audience is up 24% versus 2021. 
full season average. Now, so it should be noted LeBron James has been out a large portion of this year, and their highest-rated game of the year did not have LaChina James playing in it. Lakers Lakers ratings aren't that good, to be honest with you. And and when LeBron is playing, the ratings aren't as good. They're not as good. And the Lakers are supposed to be the Dallas Cowboy draw of the NBA. They're not. People are tuning in for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so now let's put this in further perspective of exactly how far the NBA has fallen. Because even while they're putting out this press release, and even though their ratings are up, it's still amazing. We're talking about a sport that some could argue back in the 90s was probably the number two biggest sport in the country. Well, let's take a look at this. This is this past weekend's college football ratings. That's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 11 college football games beat the highest-rated NBA game of the season. 11 college football games. And that includes such stellar games as Kansas State versus Texas. It got drove by 500,000 viewers. Missouri and Arkansas. 600,000 viewers. Wisconsin and Minnesota more than doubled them up. Okay, it's one thing for Ohio State and Michigan to draw big and for the Iron Bowl to be big and for Bedlam to be big. But Wisconsin and Minnesota doubled up the highest rated NBA game of the year. Oh, let's just go down here. They got beat by Cincinnati and ECU. Something called ECU. I think that's, what is that? East Carolina, East Carolina maybe? I don't know. Hell, that's the whole point. Who knows? Hell, we talk about sports. I don't know who ECU is. Shit, I cover college football pretty close. Is that East Carolina? How hell, I don't know. But they beat the highest rated NBA game of the year, of the year, by 200,000 viewers. So while the NBA ratings are up, and they're definitely up with LeBron James out, when he doesn't play, the ratings are up. The highest-rated game of the year was the highest-rated game of the year without LeBron James, which I find hilarious, and they're still getting the crap kicked out of them by college football. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The NBA has fallen mightily. That's what happens when you are the Marxist NBA of China. Yeah. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. It's always good to do an NBA ratings video. It's old school. We haven't done it in a long time. I saw this and was like, hmm, LeBron's nowhere to be found. Isn't that funny? And then I thought, hmm, I wonder how they compare to college football right now. Embarrassing. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. We've been covering this John Gruden fiasco for about two months now. The NFL, of course, leaked multiple sets of emails involving the Dan Snyder Washington football team investigation. And those leaked emails forced Mark Davis into, my opinion, targeting uh, John Gruden. Now, look, the NFL really and truly picked John Gruden out here. There was some kind of a personal vendetta going on. And one of the most legendary broadcasters of our time is the great Brent Musburger. Now, he lives out in that Las Vegas area. And uh, John Gruden lives out there. Well, Brent knows John Gruden pretty well, and he has come out and made some comments, in my opinion, speaking 110% complete truth. This was a professional hit job on John Gruden's career. Somebody had somebody had it in for John Gruden with the NFL League offices. This is from Fox News. Brent Musburger, the legendary sportscaster who does the radio call for the Las Vegas Raiders games, revealed Wednesday what he told John Gruden about the email scandal that ensnared him. Gruden was fired after misogynistic and racist emails were leaked to the New York Times and Wall Street Journal in October. He subsequently filed a lawsuit last month against the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell, allegedly alleging a Soviet-style character assassination. Musburger appears to agree. Quote, As I told Coach, whoever took you out, John, that was a paid assassin. Musburger said in an interview with Las Vegas Sports Network's JT The Brick, that was one of the best hit jobs that I've ever been around. They didn't go to their media goombas, they called them, That's what he said, by the way. They didn't leak this to Adam Schefter or one of those guys that break stories, a.k.a. Ian Rappaport, all those guys. They first went to the Wall Street Journal. And when Gruden was still coaching after that, then they dumped the rest of it on the New York Times. That was a professional hit job. Quote, there's a second lawsuit involved, okay? Question mark between the owner, Snyder, of Washington and the former general manager, Bruce Allen. And that means that a lot of outside people had access to those emails that they were going through. So I think the hardest part for Gruden's lawyers to prove is that somebody from the National Football League actually leaked that. Because if it is somebody from the NFL, shame on them. Because Mark Davis should have been told in the summer. That's something we have brought up. This was completely unfair to the Raiders. They knew, as in they, the NFL, knew about these emails back in the summer before the season started. They didn't have to wait to firebomb the Raiders' season in the manner that they did it. Uh, It says, so, because Mark Davis should have been told in the summer when he had something to do about it, he could have hired another coach before the start of the season. It's my understanding they had these well before training camp. NFL and the Washington football team have denied leaking emails. 
Gruden and the Raiders parted ways last month after a litany of emails were leaked. Published in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, Gruden exchanged racist and misogynistic messages with then-Washington team president Bruce Allen while working for ESPN. The leaked messages created a firestorm and led Gruden to losing his job with the Raiders. Gruden apologized for his comments about NFLPA executive DeMora Smith and other remarks he made in emails with Allen. The, compl- the complaint also made note of the support Gruden received from former NFL stars Randall Cunningham and Tim Brown, who are both black. By the way, he also got uh, backing from Darren Waller, who credited him with essentially taking a chance on him. I mean, Darren Waller was had, had no options. Um, as an NFL player, Gruden saw something in Darren Waller, even with all of Waller's past problems, and Gruden took a chance on him. Mike Tirico came out in, in favor of him, as did um, Tony Dungy, right? And many people that played around John Gruden have come out and said, no, the dude's not racist. He's not racist. But again, we're talking about words here and not actions, not actual actions from uh, John Gruden. We've, we felt like he had a target on him. We felt like that was unfair. Um, Mark Davis has been very vocal about the fact that he felt like John Gruden was pretty much targeted in all this. The media come out when they had the owners' meetings and asked Mark Davis, did he feel good about the way things turned out? And he was like, no, not really. And he wanted the rest of the emails to come out like the rest of us. Because that's the other thing. Only John Gruden's emails came out. How convenient. How convenient. Uh, Brent Musburger has not been in the limelight for quite some time. He used to do a, most of ABC's high-profile college football games. And, of course, they tried to cancel him because he made a remark that, a, I believe it was um, Alabama Alabama's quarterback, A.J. McCarron at the time, had a, had a, had a very nice-looking uh, girl, nice girlfriend who may be his wife now, but Musburger commented on how nice, pretty a woman she was. And social media got enraged and outraged and canceled him. Ridiculous. Come on now. It's unbelievable how soft-skinned and pantyweight society has become. Stop it. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Brent Musburger's a legend from where I come from, and he's honest. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, let's go over to the NBA. I guess this is kind of a follow-up video on the video that Rhodes put out on how the Suns versus the Warriors game was the highest rated game in the past two seasons for the Marxist NBA of China. And why is that? It's because these teams have the two best records in the league. Steph Curry's playing. Chris Paul is playing. And there's actually a rematch of that, that game right there happening tomorrow, and it's going to be on ESPN. 
Now, we know that the Lakers are the biggest name when it comes to the NBA. And LeBron James and a bunch of other old players play on that team. However, LeBron probably will not be playing tomorrow night. As we found out, he came down with the virus and he actually has to, I believe, test negative a couple of times to come back. However, it looks like he'll actually be out for for probably 10 days. But guys, something has happened now to the Lakers that I don't think anybody actually anticipated. Okay, the Lakers have the biggest name in the NBA. However, this is a mediocre old team. They only sit one game over 500. Okay, so check this out, guys. Lakers lose primetime game on ESPN to Suns Warriors matchup. Why is this, guys? It's because the previous Suns Warriors Warriors matchup had 2.4 million people watch it. The highest in two, two years. And the Lakers probably have no LeBron. And the Lakers are meaty okra, as Rhodes would say. Let's read this. It's not often the Los Angeles Lakers get taken out of a primetime slot. ESPN removed the Lakers-Los Angeles Clippers game out of his Friday primetime spot, instead opting to air the Golden State Warriors-Phoenix Suns contest, according to Mark Medina of NBA.com. It's tough to argue with that decision. Sure, the Lakers have star power, star power in Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, but the Suns-Warriors matchup involves the two teams with the best records in the NBA. It also helps that Steph Curry is off to a fantastic start and is the current favorite to win the MVP award per BetMGM. Now, let me say this, folks. Yeah, the Lakers got star names, but I'm just going to say this, okay? Anthony Davis is one of the most overrated players in NBA history. He made that top 75 list and he's always listed as like a top five player in the NBA. However, when he's the star of the team, his teams never win. They never win, folks. Anthony Davis is way, way overrated. I said it and I mean it. Okay, but let's continue on. In addition to that, James may not be available to play in Friday's game against the Clippers. James is currently sidelined due to health and safety reasons. And it's unclear when he'll be able to return. And we'll have to see about that. The Suns and Warriors should be ready for each other. The two teams play Tuesday with the Suns coming out on top 104-96. It was the most watched NBA game since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Actually, going back to uh, 2019. The Warriors could get their shot at revenge Friday. Sun star Devin Booker is expected to sit out of Friday's game after injuring his hamstring during Tuesday's contest. Yeah, he didn't really play a lot in that game, and he's he's a star. But still, the Lakers will still drop by ESPN. This is funny, guys. It says, don't feel too bad uh, for Lakers fans, though. The team is picking up a primetime game on ESPN later in December. So they, I guess they just kind of did a switcheroo in a way, but... ESPN, they made a good business move here. They really did. The Lakers aren't very good. Okay. It says uh, on December 17th, ESPN 
will broadcast the Lakers T Wolves game instead of the Bucks Pelicans game. <laughs> oh man, you do you usually don't see the Lakers getting swapped out of uh national TV games, but here it is on Friday ESPN. Uh will now broadcast the Warriors Suns game instead of the Lakers Clippers game from Mark Medina. Wow. I mean, this is so funny, guys. This is really, really funny. And I believe even if LeBron James was actually um, playing, I still believe that ESPN would probably still have dropped the Lakers game. I mean, that Warriors and Suns game, that was massive for this era of the woke NBA right there. They had the best ratings in two years. LeBron James not pulling him in too much. You know, he has alienated a whole bunch of people with the crazy stuff he's been been putting out there about police, uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. LeBron James is just so horrible for the NBA. Great player, but there's no doubt about it. He has tuned so many people off with his woke, far leftist, crazy social justice stuff and his lies. And people have tuned off the television. And so to me, it's not a surprise that... He's getting uh, beat when it comes to the ratings to the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Still not going to watch the NBA. I have not watched the NBA in a good, I want to say, a year, nine months, ever since they started kneeling in, in that bubble. I was out. I was out and I probably will never, ever come back. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. This is absolutely hilarious. The Lakers getting dropped from primetime. By ESPN and, you know, ESPN to them, you know, LeBron can do no wrong. Wow. This is just so funny, guys. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now black and white sports fans i'm pretty sure you guys know that the major league baseball owners have locked out their players this is the first time this has actually happened in 30 years however 30 years ago the internet really did not exist on a wide scale like it is today. Now, everybody remembers the 1994 strike. That is the difference right there. The strike was initiated by the players and MLB suffered for that. They went through four years of nobody watching baseball because back then when you canceled the World Series, people and fans were very, very upset with that. It took Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire in 1998 home run home run race to bring people back. And we know that was the height of the steroid steroid era right there. However, guys, if you actually go over now to MLB's website, it looks vastly, vastly different. Check this out over here on Outkick. MLB removes articles and headshots of current players on website amid lockout. This is absolutely crazy, guys. They even show some um, shots here. Like if you uh, click on 
uh, player's name because the player's names are still there. Actually, let's just go over to the website here. This is what the website looks like. It looks terrible. Nothing about any current players whatsoever. No highlights from the season whatsoever. But they did make a note here about why the website actually looks the way it does. It says here, note about our website content. You may have noticed the content on this site looks a little different from usual. The reason for this is because the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the league expired just before midnight on December 1st. And a new CBA is currently being negotiated between the owners and the MLBPA. Until a new agreement is reached, there will be limitations on the types of content we display. As a result, you will see a lot lot more content that focuses on the game's rich history. Once a new agreement is reached, the up-to-date minute news and analysis uh, you have come to expect will continue as usual. So that is a message from MLB, because if you look at this, guys, it has CBA updates here. Nothing updated on free agency or anything like that, because all of that is at a standstill. Headlines here. uh, This one says every player making Hall of Fame ballot debut in 2022. So that's not current players. Ichiro shows up at high school. Blast Dingers. uh, Maris up for Hall of Fame consideration. Nothing to do with any current player at all. They have been wiped away from the face of the baseball earth until a new CBA is there. This, this, this website looks absolutely pathetic here. I mean, they put Bob Costas here, not a player. And it does go through uh, the history of the game. You can see here, um, White Sox honor Minnie Min- Mimosa. Pedro Martinez, 17K strikeout game. This is from, wow, this is from 1999 right here. Don't want to play the video, uh, make it copyright on that. But if you actually do go to the stats here and you can see the players' names here, the stats are still there because the games actually did happen. The stats still there. But if you click on the player, let's uh, click on uh, Yuli Gurriel, who was the AL batting champion. Just so you know, no picture of him. He's a name without a face. This is absolutely pathetic, guys. Absolutely, really, really bad here. And if you actually do uh, click on, uh, let's go to the standings here. Because they still do have um, the MLB standings. Actually, you can click on the Astros here, for example. And because, you know, each team has their own website. But check this out. Nothing to do with current players. They mentioned Jeff Bagwell uh, joining joining the 30-30 club back in 1997. That is one of the headlines. Nolan Ryan uh, set strikeout record 1983. Nothing to do with current players. Now, love Nolan Ryan, love Jeff Jeff Bagwell. You know, both of them in the Hall of Fame. But uh, their day is long past gone. Nothing on here about any current active player. Nothing at all. I mean, can can you actually still shop for uh, for merch? Let's see here. If you're a fan and you want to shop for merch, can you actually buy a jersey with the name of a player? Let's see here. 
All right, you can customize the jersey here. However, it doesn't look like, well, let's see here, Jose Altuve. Okay, so you still can buy uh, merch uh, with the player's name. So I was kind of curious about that because I didn't see it featured on the uh, the front page here of the um, of the site. See, all this other stuff here is not um, it's not with the players' names on the front page. So you can search by the player. Well, it's way down here with Altuve right here. So maybe MLB made an effort to hide the names of the players, even on the merch. But this site, man, looks horrible. Absolutely horrible, guys. No telling when um, MLB and the players are actually going to come to a new CBA. We will have to see. Could this actually drag on into the regular season? You know, spring training uh, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in February. It's possible. It really is. But uh, right now, MLB is shut down. Shut down is by the owners, not the players. So we'll have to see. We'll keep you guys updated on uh, the negotiations, if anything major actually happens. But as of last night. MLB is at a standstill, no free agency, no nothing. But what do you guys think it is? MLB scrubs the faces of players off the website. No current news on the actual game itself. A bunch of old stuff from 20, 30, 40 years ago. Man, this does not look good whatsoever. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, I don't know if you guys have heard about this story. It dropped yesterday about an Iowa high school basketball game and the events that actually happened after the game. Now, this is pretty crazy here, guys, because after the game, both teams were, you know, passing each other, you know, uh, shaking hands, giving good sportsmanship. However, one of the players ended up punching another player and knocking him unconscious. I mean, this is absolutely crazy, guys. And we actually have the video and I'm going to play the clip. It's only like nine seconds long. This is absolutely insane and crazy, guys. So that being said, let's get into this. But first, it is holiday season. So we're going to give you 20 percent off anything in the merch store. Use the discount code HOLIDAY. Very simple. It'll get you 20% off our best-selling shirts, any shirt in the merch store. Media Virus, that thing is selling like crazy. Defund the Athletes, LaChina James, and more. And, of course, our Let's Go Brandon Santa shirt just for the holidays. Here we go, guys. High school basketball player arrested after allegedly punching an opponent in handshake line. This is crazy, guys. But let's read this. A player on the Carlisle High School basketball team in Iowa has been charged with a felony 
after appearing to punch out an opposing player in the handshake line at the end of Tuesday, Tuesday night's game. Now, here it says allegedly. There's no allegedly, folks. He punched him. We got the video. According to the police, 17 year old Carlisle senior Carter Pernozil is suspected of punching Ty Dittmer, a player on the Nevada high school basketball team in the head and stomach. A police report viewed by this morning's KCCI confirmed that Pernozil was arrested and is now facing a felony charge of willful injury. A video of the fight has gone viral on social media. It shows a player walking through the handshake line with the opposing team, then raising his fist and repeatedly punching another player who falls to the ground. The punches appear to hit the Nevada player in the stomach and head. Now, here is the video here, guys. So let's roll this. So you see here, handshake, 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 bam, bam. Unreal. And I tried to find out more information on why this happened. Uh, apparently, they were actually join at each other during the game. But that always happens during a basketball game where you talk trash to each other. Happens in the NBA uh, quite a bit. But when you come to blows, this is a whole different story right here. It says the criminal complaint said that uh, Dimmer was punched unconscious and suffered a concussion as well as a cut to his lip that required four stitches. Quote, the whole gym went crazy. No one knew what to do or, or nothing. And the Nevada guy was out for a good couple of minutes. Wow. You could tell something was definitely wrong with him. Carlisle student, uh, high school student, Adam Olinger told KCCI. The origin of the fight isn't um, officially known, but according to students who were there, Pernozel and Dittmer jawed at each other uh, at the end of the game. Quote, he said something during the game that Carter didn't like. So at the end, Carter went up and finished it, which was a little way too beyond. If you ask me, he didn't have to go that far, said Carlisle High School student J.J. Noring via KCCI. According to WOITV, Pernozel has been released on bond and the investigation is ongoing. Nevada Superintendent Dr. Steve Gray said in a statement that Dittmer is going to be all right. Wow. So there you have it, guys. And I'm pretty sure you know that the player that threw, threw the punch, he's probably going to be kicked off the team. That's what I'm assuming. I'm happy you know that the other guy is okay. He probably really did not see that coming. I mean, if you're just, you know, going through the line at the end of the game, giving handshakes, no one expects to be knocked out cold doing that. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. That was a crazy story, guys. Really, really crazy. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the WTA Tour, the Women's Tennis Association. Now, a few weeks ago, I put up a video about uh, Payne Shui, who is a former Chinese tennis player. She made some serious accusations against somebody high up in the Chinese Communist Party. And what happened? She disappeared for a couple of weeks. And then there was this very, very weird social media posts or something like that. Everybody's concerned about her safety and there has been no verifiable evidence that she is safe. China is getting away with too many things. The NBA is silent on China. Ennis Cantor has been calling out uh, the NBA and their relationship with China, Nike, all these other places. But now guys, the WTA tour is actually taking action against China. Let's jump over here to Outkick, man. This really does warm my heart. WTA boss stands up to China over missing tennis player and pulls tournaments. You read that correctly, folks. Let's go ahead. Let's read this. Less than two weeks after Women's Tennis Association chief Steve Simon made striking statements against the Chinese government that threatened to cost the tour Intentionally billions, the head of the WTA decided Wednesday that he was done playing games over the disappearance of Chinese tennis player Peng Shui, who made allegations, keeping it clean for YouTube, against a high ranking government official. Simon announced in a press conference, a press release, I should say, that while the WTA knows where Peng is, the tour has serious doubts that she is free, safe, and not subject to censorship, coercion, and intimidation. And the WTA board of directors have given approval to suspend operations in China. So here we go. This is a statement that Mr. Simon made, quote, I am announcing the immediate suspension of all WTA tournaments in China including Hong Kong, Simon said, in good conscience, I don't see how I can ask our athletes to compete there when Peng Shui is not allowed to communicate freely and has seemingly been pressured to contradict her allegations of sexual assault. Given the current state of affairs, I am also greatly concerned about the risk that all of our players and staff could face if if we were to hold events in China in 2022. In 2019, China held tournaments that totaled $30.4 million in prize money, including $14 million for the WTA finals. China and the WTA are working on what Simon called easily the longest and most significant finals deal in the 45 years since the WTA was founded. There are also There's also a $120 million a digital rights deal that the WTA had signed with the Chinese. Simon stuck his guns and pulled the plug on all of it. Hats off to him. I'm wondering now if this is also going to amp up pressure on the Beijing Winter Olympics here in a few months. I know that Ennis Cancer Freedom has actually called for the boycott of it. Maybe the WTA can also put some pressure on the Winter Olympics being held in China. 
quote, I very much regret it has come to this point. The tennis communities in China and Hong Kong are full of great people with whom we have worked worked for many years. They should be proud of their achievements, hospitality and success. However, unless China takes the steps we have asked for, we cannot put our players and staff at risk of holding events in China. The WTA boss added China's leadership have left the WTA no choice. I remain hopeful that our pleas will be heard and the Chinese authorities will take steps to legitimately address this situation. Wow. Steve Simon, I must say, I must give you a round of applause because this is what we need. We need the higher ups in these sports organizations to do something similar. Where are you, Adam Silver? Where are you? Where are you at on China? Ennis Cantor is out there by himself being a lone wolf and getting no support from the NBA. Finally, we actually have a leader of a sporting organization that has a spine and is willing to stand up for or stand up to China. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of the WTA tour pulling all events out of China? This is what we needed to see. Peng Shui, I'm pretty sure she is not safe. I don't believe she's safe at all. I believe she is in real, real danger. And any other athletes, you know, that go over there to China and speak up in support of her, they could be in danger also. Hats off to them. The WTA actually has a spine. The Marxist NBA at China, not so much. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, the WTA stands up to China and suspends all operations. Hopefully, you know, they never go back to China until the human rights thing is rectified over there. But I believe the only way that it can truly be rectified is that the CCP must crumble and China must become a democracy. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about Ennis Cantor Freedom. The newly amended American citizen has been on a rampage calling out China, calling out Nike, calling out the Martins NBA China, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. The NBA, LeBron James, they have been silent on everything China. They will not say one bad word about China. Ennis Cantor is the only person out there in the NBA saying anything about the atrocities that are committed by China. The NBA has a lot to lose if they go out there and they they criticize China. We know that China has already dropped the Boston Celtics games out there in China because Ennis Cantor has been criticizing them. And the NBA has remained silent. Now, Ennis Cantor has been riding LeBron James extremely hard. I mean, extremely hard, hard. LeBron James, 
doesn't even want to really talk to Ennis Cantor. LeBron has already said that he doesn't want to give him him the time of day. But however, Ennis Cantor wants to sit down and talk to LeBron James and educate him. Now, guys, we know that this would never happen. LeBron James does not like to be challenged off the court. None whatsoever. I don't expect this conversation to be had. But Ennis Cantor has come out and he has pretty much asked LeBron James, sit down with me. So we're going to be talking about that in this video, guys. First, Merry Christmas and you can get your Let's Go Brandon Santa shirt. We're going to give you 20% off if you use the discount code HOLIDAY because this is the holiday season. Merry Christmas to everyone. Here we go, guys. On ESPN.com, Celtics Ennis Cantor Freedom says he welcome sit down with LeBron James on human rights abuses in China. I'm here to educate him. Now, in the mind of LeBron James, you know, he's already educated. Remember, LeBron James says that he does his homework. He's not the kind of person that you should go out, go at because he's educated when we know he's really not. But anyway, it says Boston Celtics center Ennis Cantor Freedom said he would welcome the opportunity to speak to Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James, whom he has criticized, along with Nike, of hypocrisy because of not speaking out about human rights violations in China and educate him on the subject. He says this, quote, sure, I love to sit down and talk to him. Freedom said Tuesday after the Celtics practice. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a very uncomfortable conversation for him. I don't know if he's going to want that. I'll make that really comfortable for him. And he goes on. He says, I don't know if he's educated enough. Remember, he probably put that in there on purpose because LeBron James has said he he's always educated. He does his homework. But he goes on, he says, but I'm here to educate him. And I'm here to help him because it's not about money. It's about morals, principles and values. It's about what you stand for. There are way bigger things than money. If LeBron stopped making money now, his grandkids and grandkids and grandkids can have the best life ever. I feel like it's definitely time for athletes to stand up for the things they believe in, not just in America, but all over the world. And boy, he is right. But we all know that LeBron James would never, ever sit down with Ennis Freedom. He won't do that because this isn't the first time, you know, LeBron has been called out to have a conversation. Remember the black police officer in L.A., his name is slipping my mind right now. He reached out to LeBron to sit down, have a conversation about policing. LeBron James did not come in contact with that police officer. He didn't take up the opportunity to do that because LeBron James is all about a narrative. And that is a leftist narrative. It's that the police are bad. But when it comes to China, he cannot have that conversation because his shoes are made in China and the NBA is so deep in bed with China. China can get away with murder and LeBron James will not say anything. Uh, the sheriff in uh, L.A. County, Alice Villanueva, when the two police officers were ambushed out there, he asked LeBron James to help out. LeBron James said no comment. 
And LeBron James has already said that he wasn't going to give Ennis Cantor freedom the time of day. It wasn't worth this time, you know, because you can't cross China. By Ennis saying this, you know, if LeBron doesn't have this conversation, it just reaffirms once again that he is a coward. He's not really into social justice. He's not willing to cross the line when it can actually hurt his pocketbook. And for anyone to put LeBron James in the same category as Muhammad Ali, you're wrong. You are completely wrong. Muhammad Ali actually risked his career. He was actually flat broke. He had to get other fighters to help him, you know, put food on the table because he was standing on his principles that he was not going to go to Vietnam. LeBron James, he's not willing to do that. He is not willing to risk his career. He's not willing to risk his money whatsoever. And we know this. Everything that he does is a virtue signal. I don't even think the word Uyghur has ever come out of LeBron James mouth. I mean, he called Daryl Morey pretty much, you know, uneducated and stupid when Daryl Morey is probably the smartest person in the NBA. But LeBron James, you've been called out now. You have been called out by Ennis Cantor Freedom to have a conversation. I would love to actually see this, you know, on camera. Now, if it does happen, it would never, ever happen on camera. It probably would happen in private if it even does. And I give that just a 5% chance of actually happening. It will not happen because LeBron James is a coward. He's a coward. If he speaks out against China, he loses money. And LeBron James is all about his money. He's not willing to sacrifice a single dime. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about new American citizen, Ennis Cancer Freedom. Now, Ennis Cancer changed his name from Ennis Cancer to Ennis Cancer Freedom. And this man, folks, absolutely loves the United States of America. He has. Now, it's pretty sad, though, that you you see these foreigners coming over here and becoming citizens. They seem to be more patriotic than people that grew up here and people that grew up here. They seem not to appreciate the freedoms that they actually have in this country. But you see in other people, you know, coming from North Korea, um, in case you guys don't know, uh, Yomi Park, she's a North Korean defector. She becomes a U.S. citizen this Friday. She loves this country. Absolutely loves it. But to go back to the sports front here, we've seen people like LeBron James just absolutely slam this country when this country has given him everything, everything. But Ennis Cantor has been calling out one LaChina James. He's been calling out these NBA players that refuse to speak up against China. Now, Ennis Cantor, I don't agree with everything that he says, 
but at least he's being consistent across the board. And therefore, he has my respect. So he sent a strong, a strong message to people that criticize the United States. And boy, the people that criticize the United States probably is not going to like what he said. So we're going to be diving into that in this video. But first, check this out, guys. We have a brand new shirt in the merch store. Uh, let's go Brandon Santa shirt Christmas edition. We're going to give you 20% off this. If you use the discount code holiday, it's just that simple. Merry Christmas, because we say Merry Christmas on this channel, not happy holidays. We say Merry Christmas. Use discount code holiday 20% off. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. We know that Ennis Cantor changed his name to become a U.S. citizen. And there's actually a clip here, folks, where he's actually becoming a citizen. I'm going to play this clip here because this is him taking the oath to become a U.S. citizen. You can see here U.S. citizen and he's wearing the uh, the shirt here. Um, existed 2021. He loves this country. Let's watch this clip here, guys. He's waving a flag, being patriotic. He's only been a citizen for a few seconds. That's it. I love that shirt, man. In his cancer freedom, being more patriotic than in the people that were born here. I'm pretty sure he's more patriotic than one LaChina James. 
But also he had a message for people that want to criticize this country. And he did an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News. So we're going to listen to a little bit of what he had to say to the people that criticize the United States here. Let's go ahead. Let's play this. Yes, Mr. Freedom, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on becoming a citizen. Tell us why you've done this, why you've become a citizen and changed your name. Thanks for having me, Mr. Carlson. You know, I think I can just easily say that this is the greatest day in my life. You know, it was my dream the first day, uh, first day I stepped in, uh, into America. And, you know, it, after I get my uh, green card, obviously it's been a rough six years because Turkish government revoked my passport and put my name on Interpol list. Yeah, because you can't criticize the Turkish government. You can't do it. He said becoming a U.S. citizen is the greatest day of his life. Um, but I think, you know, I wanted to do it because I remember first time I came to America, you know, one of my teammates, it was back in 2009, uh, one of my teammates criticized the president. And I turned around and I told him, I was like, dude, what are you doing? They're going to throw you in a jail. And he, and he told me, he started laughing and said, this is America. Don't worry about it. You are not in Turkey anymore. Yeah, because this is the freest country ever. You can criticize your leaders and you won't go to prison. I was very shocked. But, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to do it, because this, you know, from day one, America gave me a home. Uh, American people opened their arms, gave me a warm wel uh, welcome. And uh, I wanted to do it because I wanted to uh, call somewhere where I can feel like this is my home now. And uh, it is the greatest feeling uh, that I ever had. Oh. That's just wonderful. I wish I wish we had so many more people like you who are as grateful to be here as you clearly are. Um, how have your teammates responded? Do you think they're as grateful to be Americans as you are? I mean, my teammates actually, you know, were really, really happy for me because they knew the struggle that I had the last, you know, six years. Uh, you know, it was a funny joke in the beginning because they were calling me Mr. Freedom and now it became a reality. But uh, I think my teammates were like, the the one that you know was my like my brothers you know um it was just so amazing because their support gave me so much hope and motivation to fight and fight for what's right so i definitely give a lot of credit to my teammates it seems like people who move here from countries that are not free appreciate the freedoms here much more than a lot of us who grew up with those freedoms does have you noticed that here we go. He's about to drop it. You know, I feel like I'm going to just say this and I'm going to be honest. People should feel really blessed and lucky to be in this, being uh, be in America because, you know, they love to criticize it. But when you live a country like Turkey or, or, you know, China or somewhere else, you will appreciate the freedoms you have here. Yes. You know, that is exactly so I feel like they should just please they, they should just keep their mouth shut and stop criticizing the greatest nation in the world. And they should focus on, you know, the, their freedoms and their human rights and their uh, democracy. So this is America. Give me everything I have. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, the United States of America. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. Ennis Cantor says the people talking about these citizens of the United States that want to come out and criticize the greatest country on the planet that the world has ever seen. He tells them to shut up because those people like LaChina James don't appreciate what they, what this country has given them. And I believe that was a direct message to LeBron James, you know, and all of these other uh, woke NBA players 
that won't come out and say anything against China. But Ennis Cantor Freedom here is so proud to be an American. He said this is the greatest day of his life. Think about that. Think about that. The greatest day of his life. But LeBron James is saying that black people are being hunted in the streets by the police. LeBron James staged a fake hate crime in L.A. This is unreal, guys. But hats off to Ennis Cantor Freedom for becoming a U.S. citizen and slamming those that want to criticize the greatest nation on the planet. He's wearing his U.S. citizen shirt, waving a flag. Man, I can respect that. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Every time that Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show, he starts dropping bombs. Well, we know he dropped the uh, bomb about the Wuhan virus and the fact that uh, he wasn't vaccinated. And then the media went after him for claiming that he was because he used the term immunized and all of the drama, the fallout. He lost a, uh, a, a sponsorship situation where he was representing a medical institution. State Farm chose to keep him. It was literally a two week drama fest. Now, just so that you'll have some context to this going into this video. When all this news broke, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, the next day on his show, says the following. He said, I was told several weeks prior to all of this coming out that Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated. But he said he did not, did not know what to do with the information, and he had had this ongoing feud with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care for Mike Florio too much. Even publicly saying, calling out pro football talk a couple of years ago after a game. And uh, now he went on Pat McAfee's show today and he dropped another bombshell about his medical information and the woke mainstream media. And this is a big one because he calls out the Packers coaches. Aaron Rodgers claims Packer coaches might be leaking his medical information to the media. And look, this is kind of a left-leaning website, so uh, everything they say is not going to be a reflection of what I believe. Since lying to the media about his vaccination status, Aaron Rodgers has been an open book of medical information but the quarterback is alleging Green Bay Packers coaches might still be the source of leaks to the press. Joining Pat McAfee for his weekly interview on Sirius XM, Rogers discussed spiraling reports that he 
his injured and scrutinized toe might need surgery. Quote, with these reports, I don't know where they're coming from. Rogers said on the Pat McAfee show, I don't know who's talking. It seems like there are certain coaches that may have friends in the media that they don't realize are actually just trying to report things. Quote, there were guys for a while who had their people who they would leak stuff to. Rogers added a Packers personnel. Since testing positive for COVID in early November, Rogers himself has publicly discussed his decision to remain unvaccinated, fueled rumors about having COVID toe, and told reporters he may require surgery. Is it possible Rogers is a leak? Question mark. Last week, Rogers caused a frenzy by claiming his mysterious foot injury was, quote, COVID toe during a public conversation with McAfee. The Wall Street Journal published a report explaining what COVID toe is and took Rogers' admission to McAfee at his word because the mainstream woke media has to lose their mind over Aaron Rodgers. Hours later, Rogers claimed he didn't actually know COVID toe was real and lashed out at the publication for pushing disinformation. On Sunday, on Sunday, after the Packers beat the Rams, Rogers told sideline reporter Aaron Andrews he was hoping to, quote, avoid surgery on his fractured toe. While a coach might be leaking info about Rogers to the media, the quarterback isn't doing himself any favors by keeping his medical information under wraps. Why is that? It's nobody's business. Rodgers did reiterate to McAfee that if he does undergo surgery, he won't miss any game action because of his nationally scrutinized toe. And yes, I will say this right off the bat. I can think of a couple of reporters out there that it is heavily rumored is connected to certain teams. ESPN's Adam Schefter, it's pretty well known he's got a good relationship with the Denver Broncos. Okay, having worked in that area, yada, yada, yada. Ian Rappaport, a lot of speculation over the years that he has a very close relationship to the 49ers and the owner, Jed York, okay? Remember all that drama about Trent Baalke and Jim Harbaugh and Jed York and all that crap that led John Lynch to actually tell 49ers ownership, if this story gets out about you hiring me as a general manager and or Kyle Shanahan as head coach, our deal is off. Jed York actually kept that under wraps. That's the kind of thing that Aaron Rodgers is referring to. These coaches and players have relationships with the media all over the place. Very famously, Shannon Sharp called up Julio Jones during an undisputed episode to talk to him about whether or not he was going to play and if he wanted to be traded and where and the Cowboys were brought up. Remember that whole big thing? Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows there are coaches and players that are leaking, yes, even medical information out to the woke media, and I'm calling the woke media because they lost their mind over his vaccination status. I mean, Mike Florio, I kid you not, I think he wrote 78 articles about Aaron Rodgers over this damn vaccine situation that Aaron Rodgers had. 
That's exactly what he's talking about. That, so this, what he's saying, this is not crazy at all. This is not crazy at all. And he's now it makes you wonder because it seemed like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers might have been mending things where he might come back for another season. Now that he's dropped this bomb, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is irritated with the Packers all over again. Yikes. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Aaron Rodgers is not a mainstream media fan at all. Man, I like Aaron Rodgers more and more all the time. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, I got to tell you, during the Washington football team versus Seattle Seahawks game last night, the Washington football team, also known as the Redskins, I don't care what anybody says, also known as the Redskins, uh, sprung a bit of a, a, a disastrous leak at the stadium last night. And it's got Washington team officials uh, peddling a load of shit, uh, so to speak. Yeah, that's shitty. Uh, so we're going to get to this because this is pretty wild. Uh, I saw this and was like, what the F is going on here? The shit didn't hit the fans. Washington football team insists the crowd was not being dumped on by sewage water. As the Washington football team owner casually scopes out sites for a new stadium, he might want to think about addressing the repeated leaks from his current one, and not just the leaks that led to John Gruden's ousting from the Raiders, but literal leaks that have fans repeatedly asking if sewage water is being dumped on them by watching the game. Well, you went to a Washington football game. You're going to see some shitty play anyway. During the Washington football team's Monday night matchup with the Seahawks, fans at FedEx Field scrambled as water poured down on them. If this story sounds familiar, it's because it is. The WFT crowd was rained on by an unknown substance. <laughs> Son of a bitch. For the second time this season. In September, the crowd panicked as they believed a burst sewage pipe was dumping doo-doo water on them. Oh, Monday night, similar panic set in as another water-filled disaster at FedEx Field happened in luxury suites. Okay, so let's see if we can see this. Oh, man. Oh, there it is. There it is right there. Oh, God. Right into a suite. Oh, there's more video, too, by the way. It's raining in the owner suite. Look at this, guys. This is flipping nuts. Look at that. Oh, is that doo-doo water? Oh, let's do it again. Doo-doo water. Oh, no. It's raining in the owner suites. Oh, here's another one. Oh, oh no. 
Oh, God. Can you imagine you've paid this money for this uh, freaking suite and uh, all this water gets gets put on you? That's crazy. After the first incident, a team spokesman claimed it was not sewage being dumped on fans, but just rainwater. Despite the fact it was not raining. Yikes. Monday night, a team spokesperson again had to assure fans they were not being rained on by sewage. Telling the Washington Post reporter the issue was caused by a a sprinkler. Yeah, okay. FedEx Field opened in 1997, and Snyder has touted plans to open a stadium for the WFT by 2027, which means at least six more years of having to debunk doo-doo water allegations uh, for their fans. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's nasty as hell is what it is. Uh. Can you imagine this water? I'm just going to bring this up. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And they're having to tell people that doo-doo water is not being dumped all over them during the middle of a pandemic. Oh, man, that's that's nasty as hell. Man, that Washington football team, their owners really got his shit together, doesn't he? Oh, God. Oh, I saw this, and I thought it was funny as hell. You paid all that money, and that is what you get right there. Oh, yeah. A shitty product on and off the field. Oh, Oh, tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Man, man, what a crappy situation that is. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Well, we know the GOAT will look for motivation in everything. I mean, he's been at war with the entire NFL forever for drafting him and waiting until the sixth round. Well, this past weekend, the GOAT, he played the Indianapolis Colts. Now, we forgot, before going into that game, that Tom Brady has still got some massive venom towards the Colts organization. Of course, there was a rivalry between him and Peyton Manning, which he very much got the best of. But the Colts were the whistleblowers for Deflategate. A totally BS investigation. We know there was deflated footballs. Several quarterbacks came out around that time, both in the league and out of the league, and said that they had they had deflated footballs, that they knew other quarterbacks that deflated footballs. It was common practice in the NFL. But the NFL didn't make a big deal out of that. They only went after the New England Patriots. Well, Tom Brady doesn't forget anything, and he finds motivation in everything if he seeks and wants to destroy you. Well, this past weekend he played the Colts, And it was clear 
by the time he got done, by the time he got around to talking to Jim Gray, he still had some real venom towards the Colts organization. Tom Brady's dominance against the Colts continued on Sunday. This is Fox News. Future Hall of Famer completed 25 of 34 passes for 226. One touchdown, one interception in Tampa Bay's 38-31 comeback victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Brady said on the latest episode of the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray that he is now 16-4 and against the Colts over his illustrious career. Most of the victories came when Brady was with the Patriots and went head-to-head against Peyton Manning and the Colts. Quote, it's always fun talking to you, Jim Gray, on a Monday after winning. Brady said, especially fun after we beat the Colts, which we've done a pretty good job of that lately. I think I've beat the Colts the last nine times I've played them. So, it was great to win in Indy. It turns out that horseshoe on their helmet isn't as lucky as it seems, which really sucks for them but not for us. Bucks running back Leonard Fournette piled up 100 rushing yards on 17 carries, added seven receptions for 31, and had four touchdowns. Good God, Leonard Fournette's really come back, hasn't he? Fournette capped the four-touchdown performance with a 28-yard uh, scoring run with 20 seconds left in the game after the Colts tied the game at 31 apiece with 329 left. Brady engineered an eight-play, 75-yard drive that ended in Fournette's final run. Brady made the first start of his NFL career against the Colts in 2001, winning 44-13. The Colts had played a huge role in the Deflategate controversy in the aftermath of the 2014 AFC Championship game, which led to a four-game suspension Brady would serve at the beginning of 2016. So, Tom Brady has made it clear that even though it's been a few years, he absolutely cannot stand the Colts. The Colts dimed him out uh, over Deflategate. There were the whistleblower in the entire situation. And Tom Brady looks for anything, anything he can get to before he plays a team that will make him angry and go out and perform. Now, it should be should be made clear. Leonard Fournette was the real star of that game the other day. I watched it. Leonard Fournette tore the Colts' asses up. And that's considering the Colts were very hot coming into that game. Very hot. Secretly, Carson Wentz has had a pretty good season, too, by the way, for the Colts. The media is not talking about that. Uh, but... Colts are 6-6 six and six now. And, of course, the Buccaneers continue their dominance, leading their division, getting ready for another Super Bowl run. I think it's funny. We're getting a little behind the curtain from Tom Brady. And that's, look, that's pretty in your face. The horseshoe isn't as lucky as it seems. He's, he really hates the Colts. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live, and I'm pretty surprised by this. Number one, i got to recognize I am a Michigan Wolverines fan. We beat Ohio State this past weekend. It was glorious as we tried to make our way to the college football playoff. Jim Harbaugh, everybody wrote him off. He's a hell of a ball coach. I'm a 49ers fan. I can tell you the guy is a hell of a ball coach. Okay, Kyle Shanahan aside, we'd still rather have Jim Harbaugh, okay? I'm just letting you know. That's how 49ers fans feel about Jim Harbaugh, and now he's coaching my favorite at my favorite college. I've been a Michigan Wolverines fan since I was five years old, probably. Well, they beat Ohio State. That drew a massive television rating, and I mean a massive television rating. Most watched college football game of the year. We'll get to that. Also, Colin Cowherd and Joe Klatt of Fox Sports surprisingly decided to take a swipe at Anthony Tony Fauci. Yeah, remember college football stadiums? Oh, it's a super spreader. Oh, my God. Everybody lose their mind. College football, especially in the South, all those people cramming in, and they weren't super spreaders. Yeah, sorry about that, Dr. Fauci. Let's get to this. Kind of surprised Cowherd got involved in this, but he did, so we're going to look at it. Fox Sports, Colin Cowherd mocks wokey people for not criticizing Michigan fans storming the field. Did they say it's a super spreader? Question mark. Michigan and Ohio State is this season's most watched college football game, drawing nearly 16 million viewers. And it also may be the contest that people saw the most people gather on one field. Fox Sports radio host Colin Cowherd had football college football analyst Joe Klatt on his show this week, and they marveled at the scene in Ann Arbor. It was glorious. Specifically, the flood of people that stormed the field to celebrate Michigan's victory. Quote, did you see the time cover, Klatt asked. Google it right now, everybody. The time cover, Time Magazine cover. It's a shot of Michigan Stadium with 100,000 people on the field. It's incredible. For the purpose of accuracy, the Time Magazine cover photo to which Klatt was referring to appears to be a mocked-up cover. Uh, can we bring this up? Oh, wow. 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 That's badass. That's badass. I might have to get a hold of that and put that in my studio. Yeah. So, anyway, let's get back to this. Okay. But that cr- the crowd of thousands of people on the field was stunning regardless. Quote, did all the wokey people say it was a super spreader or something? Question mark. Cowherd asked. Didn't hear the wokey people, Clat answered. Fauci was in the back having convulsions. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Earlier this year, Dr. Anthony Fauci was skeptical of college football stadiums reopening at full capacity, stating, I don't think it's smart. The University of Michigan did not issue a vaccine mandate for football games this season and only requires wearing a mask while indoors. Good for you. Go blue. More than 110,000 fans 
packed into the University of Michigan's football stadium, nicknamed the Big House, and a good chunk of those fans found their way onto the field after the Wolverines upset the Buckeyes for the first time in a decade. Quote, I hope they were nice to Michigan fans, Cowherd added of the wokey people. Great American sports fans. Classy. Everything about Saturday was true Americana. It was glorious. It really was. College football had a great rivalry weekend. It was awesome. It's kind of nice actually seeing Colin Cowherd act a little bit more like the Colin Cowherd I remember from, let's just say, four years ago, maybe, when he wasn't a complete lunatic and, and had been in, encompassed in everything that California has to offer since he left ESPN and went out to live in California with all the wokey people. Joe Klatt, never been among the wokey people, ever. Been pretty clear from a few things Joe Klatt's got, had to say. He's probably not a big Corona bro. I just don't think so. Probably aligns a little closer to me, Clay Travis, some of those guys. Uh, but it was glorious. 16 million people watched that awesome football game. It was a great day for college football all the way across. The Iron Bowl was great. Went to multiple overtimes. Alabama came away with the victory. Championship weekend is coming. College football, folks. I love it. I do. I love college football. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is in big trouble now with the NFL. Now, we know that there are rules in place for unvaccinated players versus vaccinated players. They essentially have a mandate in a way to, you know, pretty much, you know, go about your normal day like you were in the past before the whole virus thing but only if you got the jab. And I believe the Buccaneers before the season started said that they were 100% vaccinated. Uh, Apparently that was not completely true. Okay. Now Antonio Brown is now suspended three games by the NFL for a COVID-19 violation. Essentially guys, The NFL, I guess, did some research and found out that Antonio Brown obtained a fake VATS card. Now, wow, this is just amazing right here, guys. So let's go ahead. Let's read this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown has been suspended three games for violating the NFL, NFLPA COVID-19 protocols. The league announced Thursday the league and players union found that Brown was among three players who misrepresented their vaccination statuses. A former personal chef of Brown's said earlier this month that the wide receiver had obtained a fake COVID-19 vaccination card over the summer. Now, Antonio Brown 
is saying that this is not true. So it's kind of a back and forth thing. But at the end of the day, the NFL, I guess, believes the chef and not Antonio Brown. It says also suspended for three games were Buccaneers backup safety Mike Edwards and free agent wide receiver John Franklin III, whom Tampa Bay waived in August. All three players accepted their discipline and will not appeal, according to the NFL. Browns and Edwards suspensions are without pay. Both are eligible to return to the Buccaneers lineup for the team's December 26th game against the Carolina Panthers. Wow. So they're not actually going to, you know, dispute what the NFL found. They're not going to challenge the uh, the suspensions at all. So maybe what Antonio Brown did, he actually did, I guess, what the NFL is accusing him of doing because he's not appealing the suspension. It says, quote, the NFL and NFLPA jointly reinforced their commitment and further emphasized the importance of strict adherence to the protocols to protect the well-being of everyone associated with the NFL. The lead said the league and players union said in a statement, Brown's attorney. Now, here we go. Sean, Sean uh, Bernstein said in a statement that Brown is vaccinated and continues to support the vaccine for any person for whom it is appropriate. The NFL made its determination and instead of going through the drawn out and distracting process of challenging the outcome, Mr. Brown wrapped this up and promptly he said he will make the most of his time by treating his ankle injury. So here's the thing, guys, he's going to be out for the next two games anyway, I believe, because of that ankle. Quote, Mr. Brown will be motivated, well rested in the best shape of his life when he returns in week 16. Brown was not expected to play in the next two games because of an ankle and heel injury that has kept him out since week seven. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Wednesday. Chef Steve Ruiz said earlier this month that Brown and his girlfriend model Cindy Moreau reached out to him over the summer to obtain a fake vaccination card. After Ruiz was unable to acquire a fake card for Brown, he said the wide receiver uh, a few weeks later showed him ones he had for himself and Moreau, which Brown said he had purchased. Reese told ESPN that Brown had obtained his fake vaccine card from a Buccaneers teammate. Whoa. Reese declined to name the other player. Man, so this opens up a whole nother can of worms here. Another unknown player involved in this. Uh, Bernstein had denied that Brown obtained a fake vaccine card a day after uh, Reese's initial allegation. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arian said the team did his due diligence in vetting players' vaccine cards, adding, I really don't think it's a story. We appreciate the lead's timely handling of this matter and recognize the importance of the health and safety protocols that have been established. We will continue to implement all league COVID-19 protocols, the Buccaneers said in a statement Thursday. So, man, there you have it, guys. Man, this is kind of wild here. Now, if this happened to Antonio Brown, And some other players, you know, this could possibly, I'm just going to stress possibly, be a thing on other teams as well. But the league has suspended Antonio Brown for three games for misrepresenting 
his vaccination status, which essentially the league is saying pretty much, you know, Antonio Brown, you ain't vaccinated. Wow. But that's the news, guys. What do you guys think of this? Antonio Brown, do you believe his side of the story? But he's not even challenging the suspension. I'm sorry if it was me and I know that I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to challenge this suspension because, you know, you saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Antonio Brown may get crushed even more so than this or on 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 the same level. We'll have to see about that. But he's going to be injured, you know, so he's not going to actually um, be participating in the next three games. It's going to be interesting to see if the media brings that same energy that they brought to Aaron Rodgers to Antonio Brown. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. My goodness, the UFC president has tested positive for the Wuhan virus. That's right. Of course, uh, Dana White refused to buckle to media pressure last year when all the sporting organizations across the country was bowing out due to the Wuhan virus. Dana White said, no, this is a great time. This is a great time for the UFC to build its brand and to show people UFC that hasn't consumed it. And with everything else out, the UFC exploded as a business model. We also know there's something else that's unusual about Dana White. Dana White is an unapologetic Republican that's leading a sports organization, a sports entity, a sports league, in other words. And uh, you don't hear that from Roger Goodell or Adam Silver or that lunatic socialist named Rob Manford. You don't hear that. Well, Dana White's got the Wuhan virus, and the media will lose their ever-loving mind over this because he has consulted the entity that drove everybody nuts over Aaron Rodgers. Very quickly, I'm wearing the Media is the Real Virus t-shirt. I'm wearing it in this badass blue color. I just got this in yesterday. I love it. Still our number one selling shirt that we've got. Far and away, number one, still, even better than LaChina James, even better than the Punisher flag shirt, and both of those sell like hell. But this shirt continues to outsell five to one. We sell a slit. We sold hundreds of them, hundreds of them in November. You can use promo code HOLIDAY right now to grab this shirt out of the merch store, get you 20% off, and let's get to this story that is going to drive the mainstream media up a tree ufc president dana white tests positive for the wuhan virus that's right dana white announced wednesday on the jim rome podcast that he has tested positive for the covid19 stemming from a thanksgiving gathering he attended in maine relatives that attended the the event were announced as covid positive as well according to the ufc president 
Details of the announcement state White is essentially free of any ailments and recovered from minor symptoms such as lost in taste and smell a day later. Wow, good job. Quote, you're supposed to stay at home and stay away from other people for 10 days. White responded over the immediate procedures in response to his diagnosis. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to keep testing every two days until negative, and then I'm going to get back to work ASAP. White says he consulted with UFC commentator and podcast host Joe Rogan. <laughs> the media is going to have a fit. Somewhere, Mike Florio just ran his car into a tree. After the positive COVID result and began taking home remedies recommended by Rogan, including a list of treatments were a IV drip and ivermectin, which has led to flack directed at Rogan based on a narrative surrounding ivermectin's use as horse dewormer. By the way, ivermectin's given by doctors to humans. It is unbelievable how people don't recognize that and don't know that. I thought people just knew it. They don't just know it. Why? Because the media doesn't want you to just know it. The media's disdain. The media is the real virus, by the way. The media's disdain for Rogan's medical advice has been pre predicated on advising alternates to the heavily promoted jabs. With an event slated, a little, little over a week since White contacted, uh, contracted COVID, the UFC boss expects to be in attendance for Font versus Aldo on December 4th if he tests negative before the event. Oh, my goodness. Consulted Joe Rogan somewhere. Aaron Rodgers is calling Dana White right now and giving him a verbal high five over the phone. Joe Rogan's laughing his ass off because he absolutely destroyed CNN's Sanjay Gupta over the narrative surrounding the medicine that he recommended Aaron Rodgers. And he flat, he flat told uh, Sanjay, why are you guys telling people that doctors don't give this to people? And, I mean, Sanjay literally didn't have an answer for him. Uh, 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 you know doctors give it to Well, yeah then why are you portraying this narrative to people? And why did you throw the story out about me taking that medicine in the manner that you did? And I got to tell you, folks, this was a huge story. When he come out himself, Rogan, when he got the Wuhan virus and said that's what he took, and then when Aaron Rodgers come out and said he talked to Joe Rogan and that is what he took, and I, look, we're not giving you medical advice, but the point is, this shit literally trended on Twitter both times for days. For days. Horse dewormer. I mean, it's just like, you throw your hands up and you're like, okay. I, I mean, I don't get it, okay? Maybe in Texas, it's just more common uh, that doctors, uh, for various reasons, give this medicine to people. Um but it's commonplace here. I mean, I don't know about any other place, but I guess not. So, and we're not, look, we're not giving you medical advice, but you get the point, okay? It's about the media's narrative. And it's about the fact that Dana White called up Joe Rogan for advice, which I find hilarious. And the media will lose their ever-loving mind over it. It's beautiful. 
Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.